What's up, everybody? It's your host, Rafael Machyshevsky, and uh, I got another great compilation episode for you. And these four particular episodes were all recorded about last year, and they're all specific to your health when it comes to weight loss and fat loss. And I kind of did a series on, you know, the one thing you need in order to be successful uh, for 2021, but in this case, it's gonna be for 2023. And I shared kind of my go-tos that are simple, tangible things that if you do on a daily basis for a long period of time, you will see success. Um, I've been doing a lot of these compilation episodes because you know this podcast has been running for five years and a lot of the topics I've brought up Uh, tend to be repeated or expanded upon and then it becomes a series and I'm like you know what I need to just put them all together so you have one full episode with all the information needed because it's kind of hard to filter through what's it 577 episodes so far so hopefully this is helping all of you and anyone who's new uh, thank you for joining and Hopefully you get a lot more out of this podcast now that I'm putting a lot of the popular episodes all in one place. And another thing before we get started into the episode is this Friday, aka Black Friday, my ebook, The Ironclad Body Training System Volume 2, will be going on sale about I think it's like 42% off, which is a huge discount. I didn't have a discount on this book since the release uh, almost a year ago today. And for those who don't know, uh, I wrote this book about two years ago. And essentially, it's my entire like life's work into one book and goes in depth to everything I believe in when it comes to training and making people move and feel better. And it is the closest thing to training with me in person one-on-one because this book one is over 120, uh, 120 K thousand words written of everything I know about the human body and how to train people. And, um, a programs included based on an assessment that you do and full-length recorded kin stretch workouts to follow along with me and if you've been seeing on my Instagram and Facebook I've been posting a lot of little clips from it so highly recommend you get yourself a copy if you've been struggling with being consistent in the gym because something is hurting, this would be a great place to start. Um, So enough of me rambling over and over again. Here is the episode. It is 2021. It's still January. People are still wanting to make fitness and health a priority and finally see the success that they want. So I thought that I would go into a series of um, nutritional tips and habits and things like that. And the first bit that I wanna get into is the habit or the action step of eating slowly. 
So, you know, I'm a huge advocate of precision nutrition. I'm certified through them and is the exact way that I uh, coach my clients and online clients uh, with nutrition. So the big thing that I see a lot, especially now, is people eat way too fucking fast. And, you know, if I had to choose like one simple thing that people need to grasp and start practicing is this right here. And I'm gonna tell you why it is so vital to your success when it comes to nutrition, even though it seems kind of silly to be like, hey, I want you to eat slowly. It's like, fuck off, like, you know what I mean? And I, I remember like uh, when I was getting certified through Precision Nutrition, that was like one of the first things that they bring up. And I was like, really? Like this is the secret sauce? But, you know, reading further into habit change and how our bodies uh, digest, it makes a lot of sense. So in order for you to have that signal in your brain going, hey, I'm full, I'm satisfied, you can stop eating, it takes about 20-ish minutes for that signal from your gut going through the process of digestion to send a signal up to your brain and go, hey, you know, I'm good, I'm full, you don't need to keep eating. And that can be bypassed if you're a type of person that scarfs down their entire lunch in three minutes and still feels hungry. So I am a victim of this, especially. I eat so fucking fast. Like, I eat like a duck. Like, I barely even chew. I just swallow that thing down my gullet. And I'm like, all right, so what's for dessert? You know, I'm one of those people. And, you know, I'm, get, I'm starting to get into a habit of rereading things. And I started rereading the Precision Nutrition Manual. And I'm like, fuck, I need to re-practice eating slowly for myself. And, you know, not only does it take that long for your body to cue into, oh, I need to stop eating, right? Our bodies have a very well-designed mechanism of self-regulating itself. And the biggest thing that we fail at is listening in for those cues. Way too many of us will just ignore what our body is trying to tell us and will override the system. And when it comes to this habit of I'm going to try to, you know, um, eat a little bit slowly or slower, um, gives a lot of benefit when it comes to weight loss. So imagine if you ate slowly, you're going to end up eating less. If you literally sat at your table or wherever you eat, and set a timer for 20 minutes and try to hit that, number one, it would be very difficult. I remember when I first tried this, um, probably when I first got certified to go through all the habits myself, I literally took like three minutes to eat my entire dinner. Like it's ridiculous, ridiculous. I'm not even enjoying the food, I'm just like shoving it into my face. And that's where the endless like, oh, I could still eat or, oh, I'll just grab like a bag of chips. Oh, I'll just have this little 
thing of ice cream. Oh, I'm going to eat this little chocolate. And it kind of keeps going and going and going and going, and you can't stop yourself until that signal finally goes to your brain like you can stop eating. But um, inevitably, if you eat slowly, that signal will happen, and you'll stop eating. You'll notice that you'll stop eating a lot less. You'll start eating a lot less. And we all know that in order to lose weight, lose pounds, you need to be in a calorie deficit of a combination of your diet and exercise. So what better way to stop counting your macros and calories without end by just setting a timer or getting used to eating a lot slower than you are currently? Like, that's brilliant. You're utilizing your body's natural mechanisms built in. Like, you're literally going in your MacBook and checking out all the apps and widgets it's able to do. Like, how awesome is that? And people, like, underestimate how powerful our body is. And I believe that everyone out there you know, can only count their calories for so long before they're like, fuck, I can't do this anymore, right? And the next bit of habits that I get into will also reflect some other ways to make sure you don't go over your necessary calories by other um, strategies like I'm sharing right now. So imagine now if you... And this is my challenge to you, that the next time you eat, set a timer on your phone for 20 minutes. See how long it takes for you to eat your food. Um, Most likely, you're not going to hit that 20 minutes. So challenge yourself to eat like a minute longer, two minutes longer, until you get to that 20-minute mark. The other thing you'll notice is that you're going to enjoy your food more. And, you know, I consider myself a foodie. I love making food with my wife. I love going out to restaurants. Right now, you can't really do so, but um, I love going out to eat at good restaurants. I really, really enjoy fine dining when the chefs in the kitchen are just like creative geniuses. I really, really enjoy that aspect of food. And what better way to enjoy food by chewing it slowly And I think we've all experienced it when we've gone to a restaurant once and have eaten something so fucking delicious you don't want it to end and you slow down for it. And, you know, you can even make a game out of of it. Like, try to guess the spices and herbs that you put into a dish, right? Or, like, you order out a healthy meal. Try to pinpoint if you can distinguish between certain spices and herbs that whoever made it is in the dish. Like creating more awareness of what you're putting in your mouth and what it tastes like, what it feels like, is a whole nother skill set that you can have. And it'll make the whole experience of food that much better. I think we, you know, take for granted how accessible food is if you're living in North America and Europe and places like that. Like, we have the abundance of food, right? Imagine someone less privileged tasting, like, a really good, like, greatly, perfectly cut steak, you know, grilled to perfection for the first time. 
like their mouth would explode with flavor you know what I mean so that's another benefit of eating slowly you actually get to enjoy what you're eating and not just mindlessly throwing into your stomach uh, your mouth and that's it um, the other th benefit to this and I think we need this more than anything in the world right now since we're kind of stuck at home and if you live with somebody wouldn't it be just like an amazing experience to like have dinner together and talk and not just like watch Netflix or Disney Plus while eating and just totally bypass the individual that's there you know I'm not perfect like fuck last night we were watching uh, one of the Captain America movies while eating dinner one we could have easily just turned that off and had a conversation while eating slowly you know so so simple so my challenge for you is today at dinner time yourself how long it takes to eat if it's ridiculously fast slow it down chew more often enjoy the food have a conversation with the person across the dinner table with you and you will find that after a month or two you're gonna be eating less you're gonna be in a somewhat of a calorie deficit you're going to burn more calories if you're combining that with working out and you're already a step ahead this year to finally see the success that you want and it seems so simple and almost like why bother but these are the small things that add up over time and you will see success you going on a fucking cleanse or strict diet and someone giving you a list of 30 foods you're not allowed to eat is not going to get you there again <laughs> all right why not try something this simple that you don't even have to like think really other than i'm going to eat slow from now on and if you follow this i guarantee guarantee you're going to see the success you want and next week when i add in the next habit to kind of you know combine with this one and you'll see that all these like strategies that i give intertwine with one another and they kind of fit the missing puzzle pieces in your life when it comes to fitness and health so i'm going to leave it there keep this nice and short and quick so you can get ready for the week for next week for your grocery shop for whatever it is to you know set the foot in the right direction for 2021 that's it for me you guys thank you thank you thank you but it is what it is anyway um, I'm gonna continue my habit-based strategies for fat loss weight loss success in 2021 and if you remember from my last episode we were talking about how you need to slowly eat have you guys been doing it I'm checking in I'm coaching you right now have you been doing it have you even listened to my last episode if you haven't go listen to it right now because that is so important so important to start regulating your body with its hunger cues at a hormonal level because that's where all the magic happens which now brings me into my next strategy for you guys 
It's fucking sleep. Sleep is so important. I think I may have brought this topic up. I want to say maybe six months ago, eight months ago, or a year. I can't remember. But I think we all can agree that if I asked you, are you getting enough sleep? Probably the majority of you are going to say no. Then if I ask you, is your sleep good quality? Probably the majority of you is going to say no. With 2020 being a dumpster fire of a year that's spilling in 2021, the easiest thing you can do is probably focus on your sleep. But that being said, with the past year and this year being quite difficult for many of us, sleep is probably going to take its, you know, take a stab wound or two. And people are probably dealing with a shit ton of depression, anxiety. And I had my fair share of nights where I would wake up in the middle of the night and just can't fall back to sleep because I have like a billion different things that are running in my mind that are causing me shit ton of stress. And that kind of leads me into this next little thing that the reason why your sleep is being um, essentially disrupted is due to the stress levels in your life. You know, I can totally get why people are not feeling themselves when you are glued to your fucking laptop slash computer for, you know, the entire day. Like an example is my wife who's in med school right now, due to COVID restrictions, on some days she's on her laptop for 12 hours, just listening in. And that will take a toll on you, hands down. That's going to disrupt your sleeping patterns. Not only from just the stress of, say, your school, your work, whatever it is, but also just from the blue light, you know, like that's another thing that people haven't been thinking about. And I remember having two people on my podcast talking about blue light and how it literally fucks up the chemistry in your brain when it comes to shutting off and finally falling asleep and having deep, deep sleep to actually recover from the day. So for myself, I do a lot of stuff on my laptop and my phone like all day. So the one thing that people will realize when, and this doesn't happen anymore because of COVID, but anytime I like, would give my phone to someone to um, like take a photo of me and my wife or whatever it is, um, they're all like, oh, like the photo's like really dark. I don't, I don't know why. And it's because I literally have a setting on my phone that, um, one, the light is so dim, like it's, it's barely hard to, like you could see anything on there. And I have that um, option to invert all the colors to the warmer colors and the blue ones. And I do the same thing with my laptop and to a point where it like bugs my wife, like why is it so fucking dark? It's because like I look at my laptop all the time. And the one thing I used to do and I haven't done in a while, um, I do wear glasses. 
but I haven't since COVID hit because I always wear a mask and it fogs it up. So before, um, when I would wear my glasses, I'd always wear them while working on my laptop because my glasses also have that ability to rid of the blue light. So I have all these different things uh, to ensure that I don't get blue light into my freaking eyeballs to have a little bit of a better experience when it comes to sleep later in the day, right? And, you know, I think another um, aspect is that everyone's on social media, especially now, because with COVID, it's brought a lot of bad habits, like really bad habits, like staying up until like 2 a.m. on TikTok watching mindlessly, you know, like this hasn't happened since like the Vine era in social media where people were like nonstop with uh, going on their phone and just like scrolling through constantly, right? That's going to fuck up your sleep. Also, we know the things that are going to disrupt the quality of our sleep, but what happens when we don't get good quality sleep? Well, one, sleep is kind of like the reset button on our body, our nervous system, just just everything. And if we don't get that on a daily basis, things are going to start piling up. Right? And like, I love using the analogy of like a funnel being your body, and then the water that's pouring in is kind of the, um, the stress. But the funnel for your body, the little spout, is actually really, really, really small. And it can only filter out the stress, the water, at a slow rate. So throwing in stresses like your job, your kids, whatever life event you're going through right now, your workouts, your poor eating habits, you're just overfilling that funnel nonstop. You know, one way to help manage that stress is sleep, good quality sleep. But because you have all those things, that overflow effect of shit, your body can't filter that out and now it's going to disrupt a lot of other hormonal things. So if you remember when we were talking about um, eating slowly, it allows sufficient time for your brain and gut to connect and be like, okay, I'm full, you don't need to eat anymore. Because it usually takes about 20 minutes for um, the message to come across, right? Sleep help, helps basically to, again, press that reset button on all the hormones involved when it comes to, um, what's it called, um, for those hormones to regulate. So all your hunger hormones get affected huge, huge. And that's why a lot of times when people have poor sleep, they're hungry all the time. They have cravings that they can't control. So it's like a double-edged sword, right? People tend to pride themselves that like, oh, I only got like five hours of sleep and my kid was up at during that time and, you know, they had broken up sleep and they're just like, yeah, and I still like crushed a 12-hour day at work, blah, blah, blah. But really, you're doing yourself a disservice. You are 
creating more havoc in your body than you can actually control. So sleep is just so vital. People like will come to me like, okay, how many grams of sugar should I be eating? How many grams of carbs am I allowed to eat? Like how many calories? And I'm like, slow down. I know you're excited about um, nutrition and you want to improve it, but you are getting five hours of sleep on average per night. Let's look at that first. And also from a hormonal standpoint, for all the dudes, like when your sleep is finally taken care of, your testosterone levels will go through the roof. Like, it's ridiculous. I've chatted with many uh, people in the field of men's health. And the biggest thing that they see is run-down men with zero energy, with the typical beer belly due to high stress levels. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the kind of like the first and easy thing? Well, it's not easy but first thing that you do with them. And the funny thing is like many men that come to a hormonal specialist or a doctor when it comes to improving their energy, the first thing that they do is sleep. Fucking get your sleep in. Like that's the easiest thing. There's no pill that's gonna cure the lack of sleep and the lack of a hormonal reset every night. There's no such thing. So when I get an individual eating slowly, being mindful of what they're putting in their mouth, feeling what their body is telling them in combination with proper sleep, like game changer, game changer. But for some odd reason, people think that sleep is not going to do anything for them. They think that, no, I need to go on a strict diet and do this. But guess what? Going on a strict diet is also stress to your body. Your body does not like losing weight. It fucking hates it. It's going to do everything in its power to stop it. That's why weight loss is so difficult. And when I give clients or tell people like these simple things, like eat slowly, sleep better, they're like, nah, no. They want to do something more difficult and more stressful to their body for some reason. But I'm like, how easy is it to fucking sleep a little bit more or have better quality or like set up a routine before bed where you're not like getting your brain so riled up by going on TikTok that you can't go to sleep like that's the easiest thing you don't have to buy equipment you don't have to buy food that you don't have in the house you don't have to spend more time making food or anything like that or like weighing your you know what I mean like there's no tedious work it's just Go to sleep a little bit earlier if you're one of those people who don't get enough sleep and shut off your devices like 30 minutes before bed. Done. Like, that's it. I don't understand why people don't want to make that change. They're always looking for something more difficult, more stressful to put into their life. Like, let's be real. Right now, majority of people can't take on any more shit right now you know they are stressed out to the max right now 
and they need one less thing in their life. You know, one thing that I've done for my sleep personally is I downloaded one of those apps where they create background noise to fall asleep. I have a combination of like a campfire, ocean waves, and like this soundscape that's really, really like quiet in the background. I set that thing for two hours during the night. I don't know why I do it for two hours. I, I honestly need it for 20 minutes, but it's helped me sleep so quickly. Like I literally put it on and like after five minutes, I'm like dead. And then all I remember is like my alarm going off in the morning, like, oh shit, like I need to get up, like deep, deep sleeps. Like small things like that. Like how long does it take for you to download an app to help you sleep? Like not that long. So I'm going to end it there because I feel like I'm going to go on a tangent for like an hour on why you need to go to sleep. But honestly, sleep is huge. It can fix a lot of things. You'd be surprised. We all know that losing sleep or the lack of sleep, your functionality during the day is greatly... um, greatly greatly destroyed (laughs) and just think about those times where you've been into the airport and you had a connecting flight or a red-eye flight and the next day is complete wash like you're just like that's what sleep does to you imagine running like that every single day right um so that's it for me hit the show notes add me on facebook add me on uh instagram Subscribe to my YouTube channel because I've been posting a lot on there. Um, Five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and anywhere else you listen to my podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. Until next time. Um, today, we are going to continue the habit-based strategies that you can use in 2021 to finally see some realistic success in the fitness and health department, primarily in fat loss. So we've already covered the importance of eating slowly, which I did not do last night, so I apologize to everyone listening. Hopefully you guys have been doing it. Uh, If not, and you were like me, get your shit together Um, and then making sure you're getting in adequate um, sleep hopefully I already talked about sleep if I didn't I'll bring that up next time and also adequate protein and vegetables Um, what I want to go over today and if I missed any of those things that I just mentioned I will go back and review because I don't want to skimp out on anything, but um, today we're going to talk about carbohydrate intake, and what I've seen work primarily the best for the general population, and it's a kind of a blanket statement, and I know there's so many other um, options out there when it comes to, you know, how many carbs you should be eating, but... From my own experience, 
and what I've learned through Precision Nutrition, a more controlled carbo, uh, carbohydrate intake tends to work best for the general population looking to lose fat. And here's why. Number one, we eat a shit ton of carbs. The average person, just a lot. And then the people who are trying to eat healthier, they still eat a shit ton of carbs. And going back to, you know, my previous videos where I talk about the importance of adequate protein intake, this kind of falls hand in hand because when I get someone to do a little you know, food diary of like, oh, you know, just show me what you eat in an average three, four days. And the typical is like, oh, for breakfast, I have oatmeal, blueberries, and a banana. And then lunch, I have like some sort of sandwich and this thing and then dinner. And I'm like, okay, but a lot of, a lot of that is carbs, not a lot of protein. Right? And I think we all have been in that situation where, you know, you finish eating and you're like, you know, I could sell, probably still eat. And what do you go for? You go for carbs. And it's not I'm saying that carbs are bad. It's just the ones that we tend to choose and munch on are not the greatest. You know, no one's going to be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm done eating. I can go for a little bit more. No one's going to go grab a potato from the fridge that's obviously been cooked and eat that instead of like, oh, this bag of crackers, this piece of bread, this leftover pasta. And the other thing too is these carb choices that we usually end up going down with have more calories attached to them compared to lean protein and vegetables. So you're kind of doing yourself a disservice when it comes to um, calorie intake. And we all know that you know too many calories is not going to equal any kind of successful fat loss. You need to find that fine line where you're in a bit of a deficit, not enough that's destroying your energy or your workouts, but just enough to kind of get the things like moving in your body to make that change, to burn that fat. So what I essentially um, promote is that primarily all your carbohydrates should be coming from vegetables and fruit, right? And then when we talked about vegetables and fruit before, the benefit is that, you know, you can eat a lot of it and the calories are quite low and the amount of food volume to put in and this is actually funny because like I always check my Facebook memories of the things I've posted previously and sometimes I'll like um, snag those repurpose them and post them out again and I totally forgot to post this video that I shared like six years ago and it was a video that showcased what um, I think it was like 300 calories looks like in different types of food and it was like on the same amount of plate and like 300 calories of like broccoli was like ridiculously a lot. Like there was so much broccoli on the plate, right? And I was just like, oh, like, like, this is a great example. And I totally forgot to share it. But that's essentially the thing is like you can eat a lot of vegetables and fruit 
and still stay underneath your calorie intake, your suggested calorie intake. And combine that with protein, good sleep, eating slow, you're probably not going to need to eat those starchy, high glycemic type of carbohydrates. Now, when do I get people to actually eat those starchy carbs is usually if I can get a client to this point is to aim to have those post-workout. And usually this works out quite well if you're eating dinner around 7 or 8 p.m. and you go to the gym after work or, you know, say you are a morning riser, you like to get your workouts in, then yeah, have your breakfast with some toast and eggs and whatever else you want to throw in there. But the big thing is if you can get primarily all of your starchy carbs post-workout, then you're on the right track. So it's not so much a low-carb diet approach. You're still getting a lot of carbohydrates because it's like one banana, for example, like a medium-sized banana has 44 grams of carbs. That's already a lot. Blueberries also has high amounts of carbs. Like you're going to feel... Um, satisfied when you eat foods like that, right? Like oatmeal, same thing, high in carbohydrate, uh, carbohydrate, um, man, I can't speak today. It's high in carbs. (laughs) Um, Also, um, things like potatoes, I'm a huge fan of like potatoes, yams, squash, like those more like hearty, thicker um, things that grow out of the ground to replace like your typical breads and pastas tend to have more minerals, more vitamins and you know like all the things that I'm like bringing up those who are like gluten sensitive or can't you know digest gluten the greatest and have some sort of like allergic reaction to it this is a great approach and honestly for most food sensitivities the things that i'm bringing up tend to work a lot and it really really depends on where you're at with your food and eating because you know some people heavily rely on their carbs like i've done this with clients in the past where you know they give me their food diary and i'm like you know what let me like plug this into my fitness pal and i want to see the ratio of carbs fats and whatever they're um and protein whatever they're um consuming and sometimes like carbs can be as like as high as like 80 percent and i'm like christ and the protein is like 14 percent i'm like okay well we need to even this out a little bit and this is the stuff that people don't like realize and you know i'm not a big fan of like tracking calories per se but it's a good way to learn and understand what's going in your body like i don't want people you know tracking calories forever but i want them to do it periodically say like in a year like do it four times a year to just to kind of check in with what the hell you're doing because sometimes having that information in front of you and i i like my fitness pal because when you showcase like the uh, chart where it gives you that pie chart of a percentage of your carbs fats and protein that like is eye-opening for a lot of people where they're like fuck i ate 70 percent of carbs today and only 14 percent of protein i don't know why i keep saying 14 but 
it's the one that's popping in my head, but that has a lot of power for an individual to realize like, ah, oh, shit, like I need to like make sure tomorrow's a little bit better, right? So I highly recommend like everyone listening, like go download MyFitnessPal, it's a free app and track the next couple days. See what happens, you know? Um, you'd be surprised what you'll find out about yourself and your eating habits. Um, so that being said, if you wanted a very specific way of utilizing carbohydrates in your daily diet, this would be the one. You know, like we kind of started off with the most simplest ones, and this is where um, it gets a little bit more tedious, a little bit more specific, but this is the stuff that tends to help a lot of people kind of get to that next point. But it's like, just like anything, like if you don't do this on a daily basis, if you don't put this into practice, and you don't do it for at least three months, you're not gonna see the benefit and this is for like all diets out there. Everyone does this. They're like, oh, I found this new diet. My friend did it, saw a lot of success, read about it online, seen YouTube videos of how amazing it is. Fuck. Uh, um, and you start doing it, but you know, you're only really committed the first week, the second week, you know, three out of the five days, you didn't really do it. And then the next week was a little bit better. And then the next week you were like on a trip. And then uh, by the first month you're like, ah, this doesn't work for me. It's like, no, you actually got to have to commit. Like that's, <laughs> that's one of my like pet peeves when it comes to people reaching out to me, asking for help. And I tell them all these things. And when I do check in with them, because I want to know if you know they did it, and they're like, no, it wasn't really working for me. And I'm like, were you practicing all the things I gave you every single day? They're like, no, but you know what? My body, I know my body, and this, this is this, this is this. Like, fuck, like just fucking do it, <laughs> fucking do it. Like, you know, I work out every single day. Does every single day that I wake up and I like know that I need to work out do I get super excited for it no sometimes I have workouts like yesterday where I'm just like fuck I'd rather just go home you know or like finish this other thing for work because I have a lot of crap I need to get done and then like I'll get into the gym I'll start rolling and I'm like I really don't want to do this I have low energy like I have those days you know like not every day is going to be perfect but I show up and do the work. That, that's literally all you need to do is just show up and go do it. You know, as long as you put yourself in the environment where you show up and, like, there's no other choice than, like, fuck, I might as well do it, then you're on the right path. You will be fine. We are going to get right into it. Because if you're like me, you want to get right into the nitty-gritty and not listen to me ramble about random shit. Um, so we've been on the topic of weight loss and we've been giving, well, I've been giving you all these like tangible um, 
things to do in regards to nutrition. And, you know, we talked about protein. We talked about sleep. We talked about, um, what's it called? Uh, Carbohydrate intake post-workout. Now, the one thing that I haven't brought up that most people don't think about, and it's one of those things that, you know, is kind of overlooked. And I've brought this topic up, like, briefly in my longer podcast episodes. And um, a lot of people don't think it's important. But when we look at a training year, I think we can all agree that, like, just to say for 2021, the goal, if you're that person where they're like, okay, 2021 is finally going to be my year where I'm going to get my fitness and health in order. We could all agree that more days in the gym or at your home gym, depending on what's going on with your life, um, is going to equal more success because you have more workouts in the year. But if something like a sore shoulder, a sore lower back, a bunged up knee that you've had, bunged up, I don't even think that's a word, a fucked up knee that you've had forever and haven't really rehabbed properly, um, might hold you back this year because as you start increasing your volume of training, those joints or muscles or whatever else that you've injured in the past flares up and you have to take a couple days off from training. I think we can all agree that when this happens, you have a less chance of seeing success because what usually happens in those situations, you, you know, you get into a rhythm of training. It's two times a week, three days a week, whatever it is. And then say your knee starts hurting. You take a few days off. Maybe you take the week off from training. And then what happens? You're like, it's Monday. You're like, you know what? My knee's feeling better, but maybe I'll take like another day or two. And that another day or two becomes two weeks because you've fallen out of the habit of training. So, you know, I've been talking a lot about movement, anatomy, rehab, and how to train around an injury a lot. And those topics go hand in hand with weight loss, right? And like, this is where when I get a new client, either in person or online, I do a thorough movement and orthopedic assessment with them to see what the fuck's going on. And again, all my clients that I get, they're all weight loss um, driven. Those are their goals. But I take it an approach of like, okay, if that's the goal, then I know that we need as many days in the gym pain-free in order to meet your 10-pound goal, 20-pound goal, your body fat percentage dropping by 3%. You know, like those goals all dictate how many times you train. Like we all know this. So when I do this assessment on them, I get a better idea of what's going on with their bodies. And now I can create a program surrounding their needs and long story short essentially 
we now have a baseline of, you know, all the things that they need to work on and um, finding something down here. Um, we've got, we have a baseline and now we know what exercises to avoid. We know how their shoulder moves in a certain plane of motion and that area hurts so let's not do fucking lateral raises or anything else that would trigger a pain response right so i highly recommend that everyone that's listening that's training right now that may not even have any issues but you've had injuries in the past like that weird wrist thing that you know if you do too many push-ups it flares up and you have to stop doing push-ups like those things should not happen while training at all like never ever right if those things happen like you know sometimes people don't think it's a big big deal but it's like you know it's like oh if i train my back too heavy like my rib does this weird thing and i can't breathe and it's sore for a few days like that shit should not happen while from training at all that just goes to show that whatever program you're following or what your trainer has you doing is fucking your shit up and they have no idea how the body works like it just it just blows my mind that people allow themselves to go through that pain and continue pushing the square peg into the round hole over and over again and they wonder why they have to stop training or they wonder why oh my wrist fucking hurts when i do push-ups like it makes no sense to me so i highly 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 recommend you getting a thorough assessment like even if you go to a chiropractor or a physio that has a background of exercise and you go like hey you know i've had injuries in the past you know my knees sometimes get swollen whenever i do like whatever the situation is and just ask them like tell me based on your assessment what i need to stay away from while training to ensure that i have more days in the gym pain-free right like fuck anyone listening i can literally do an online assessment i've done this multiple times ever since COVID hit like it's so weird um before covid asking someone who's somewhat interested in online training to go on a zoom call they think you're like on some different planet and they think you're like a sexual predator online i don't think they actually think that but that's what comes to my mind um but now because of covid you know i'll like i'll start chatting with someone from my instagram that's been following me and they've had questions and i'm like you know what like it's kind of hard to describe um what i'm kind of getting at with your question can we just get on a zoom call can i can like explain it to you a little bit better and they're like yeah let's do it right now and i'm like perfect so boom we go on zoom right i've had so many new online clients where you know they come to me knowing that i understand how the body moves and like pain-free training is my jam so their biggest like setback is like oh online training i don't know if like it's gonna be a good thing you're not there to see me blah blah but i'm like okay well one we're gonna do an online assessment and number one a lot of people are like blown away that i would actually spend time and do an assessment with them because their previous trainer never did an assessment on them and just gave them a program, which is fucking bullshit. But anyway, like, I can see quite a bit online 
and like thank god for technology like in real time like I can assess your squat, your hip internal and external rotation, how much dorsiflexion you have, how much tibial rotation you have, how much shoulder mobility you have, and how much T-spine, like, I can just go down a list of every fucking joint and do an assessment online with you to figure out what we should be doing in the gym and what we should not be doing in the gym. Oh, man, I have a sneeze coming on. Um... Yeah, and like people that I've had uh, do this with me, they're surprised that how thorough I am. And I'm like, well, you know, I've seen people move for over 10 years. So if you do it on camera, even though I'm not there, I'll still have a pretty good, you know, blueprint of what we should and shouldn't be doing. So I highly recommend either you go someone in your area who's a trainer that is kind of like me, but, you know, I'm biased. I think I'm better than them. Um, and get a thorough assessment to figure out what exercises you should and should not be doing. Or you go to a physio or chiro that has an exercise background and get a really thorough orthopedic assessment to figure out what you should, and should or should not be doing. Or, fuck, message me after you watch this and let's get on to Zoom and let's do an assessment. Like, training should be pain-free training should not ever put you in a situation where your shoulder gets sore if you do too many shoulder exercises like that should not ever happen i don't know why people fall in those categories of like oh that's just normal but you know if you went anywhere else and something was hurting you'd be like no fuck i'm not doing that it's just exercise for some reason so 100% you need to get an assessment done to figure out what's going on and that is like the number one thing I think everyone should do if they're serious about weight loss for 2021. Like imagine a year where you don't have to stop going to the gym at all because nothing's flared up or nothing's sore. Like that's powerful, that's huge. And that's why my clients see success because I've done a thorough assessment and I know exactly what they should not be doing. There's so many other exercises out there that they can utilize to their advantage to get to their goal. Like, if you listen to my last uh, long episode over the weekend about the back squat, right? Like, you don't have to back squat to get strong legs. There's so many other things to do, like, do that. Like, I just don't get how people fall into the trap of like I need to do the most badass exercise I think there is or the hardest looking one that I've seen on Instagram and that's the only way for me to see success in the gym like fuck no no that's not how it works so if you want to see success in 2021 in the weight loss department number one we all can agree that we need more days in the gym and not less and life happens, you know? Sometimes you're like, fuck, I can't go to the gym this week. Do you really want to layer on top? It's like, fuck, I can't go to the gym this week because of this work thing or this family thing and my fucking neck hurts. Like, let's, let's be smart. Let's train smart, you know? Um, so I'm going to leave it at that because if I keep rambling on, we're going to be here for an hour. Um, but reach out to me if you have any questions. I am... 
100% open to like, hey, if I have this injury for like years, don't know what to do, like DM me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, and we will go back and forth, guaranteed. Um, get assessed. Reach out for me. Reach out to me if you really want to do an assessment with me. And that will be it. Hit the show notes. Add me on Facebook and Instagram. And make sure you leave me a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you're listening to my podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. Until next time. All right, so that's going to wrap up this episode. And just a reminder, if you haven't done so already, my ebook this Friday, Black Friday, 42% off. If you are looking to move and feel better and finally get out of pain by increasing your mobility and strength, the Ironclad Body Training System Volume 2 is what you've been looking for. So keep an eye out when I drop the link on Friday morning at midnight. Get your copy. Don't hesitate. This discount won't last longer than 24 hours, so get your copy. Thank you again for your support, and until next time, you guys.